see families and kids and people saying thank you and and holding signs and ringing cowbells and bands playing and it was overwhelming this is the james cancer free world podcast i'm steve wartenberg and today our guest is doug ullman doug is the president and ceo of pelotonia and this is the perfect time to have Doug on our podcast as registration for Pelotonia 2019, the 11th ride. It began last week, and already hundreds and hundreds of people have signed up to ride, including me. Creating a cancer-free world is Doug's mission in life. He was diagnosed with cancer three times, all within a two-year period during his first two years of college at Brown University. This turned Doug into an advocate for the cancer community and for increased funding for cancer research, and it led him here to Columbus and to Pelotonia. Pelotonia is the annual and the amazing bike ride that's raised a lot of money for cancer research here at the James the past 10 years, and I mean a lot of money, millions. Pelotonia recently announced the total for 2018, but I'll let Doug tell us the good news. Welcome to the podcast, Doug. Thanks so much for having me. So, with no further ado, what was the the fundraising total for 2018? Well, this year, the Peloton community went above and beyond yet again, raising $27.4 million. And uh, it's astounding, and and yet uh, they keep going above the previous year's record, and and you're one of uh, our biggest uh, supporters, and so you and everybody else deserves the credit. 8,000 riders this year. Yeah, eighty four hundred, eighty yeah, five hundred, 8,500? Near, nearly 8,500, which um, is yet another record on that front. And we had a record number of volunteers as well. And it just speaks to this community's engagement and also their belief in the James and the work that's being done there. Definitely. So what's the 10-year total? So the 10-year total is just north of $184 million, uh, which is pretty remarkable if you think about an event or an activity or an organization that's literally only 10 years old. Um, and, you know, it just speaks to something bigger here in this community. And, and I think a desire for people to want to be a part of something special. And I definitely want to get into that about how this ground swelling and grassroots support from the community is what is, has helped Pelotonia grow. But first, I want to talk about how you took over from Tom Lennox and came to Pelotonia in November 2014. You came from Live Strong in Texas and other can- cancer advocacy organization, but you were actually at the very first Pelotonia in uh, 2009, right? I was. It, it's pretty amazing to be here now in this role, having been a spectator of sorts at the first uh, event. And, uh, you know, I remember it vividly. I mean, I didn't know where I was physically or geographically, <laughs> but now every time I drive by Chemical Abstracts, I think about sort of, hey, that was the place. That's where we were on that beautiful lawn. Um, where I witnessed something spectacular and yet also something that I wasn't sure about. You know, thousands of people showed up, uh, 2,200-plus riders and and their family members showed up for what was a dream, really, at that point, or a vision that people here in the community had. And yet I'm not sure anyone who showed up there really understood what it could or would or should be. Yet there was such energy and excitement and passion, even in that first year. Um, it was pretty special. I do remember I had talked to Tom Lennox before the first Pelotonia, and he told me, he said, Steve, this is not going to be just a bike ride. It's going to be a community of people coming together. And I 
you know, I was like, you know, maybe, I don't know who, you know, and you, you're right. You can't imagine what it's going to be like until you're actually there. So why were you there in that first year? So I had gotten to know several people here in the Columbus community over the years. Dan Rosenthal, who at that time was at NetJets, Gordon Gee, who has been a mentor and friend of mine for many, many years, and uh, and others. And they had invited me to come up about a year and a half before the first Pelotonia to talk to them about what they were doing. And partially because of our relationship, partially because I was at Livestrong, another organization that was using activity like cycling to generate money and awareness for cancer programming. Um, and so I had the chance to actually meet Tom Lennox uh, when he was still working at Abercrombie. Uh, and he was thinking about taking this new job. And his vision and passion were unparalleled. I mean, he was sort of after his own personal experience with the disease, he was Thomas all, yeah, Thomas to do also something. a cancer survivor. Correct. And and it was clear that he had a big big dream and big idea. Um, and so following his hiring and then the hiring of Kelly Griesmer, they actually came down to Austin and spent a few days with us talking about what they were envisioning and what they were building. And that led to Lance Armstrong coming to participate in the first ride. And so I tagged along uh, with Lance and, and sort of watched the opening ceremony. I didn't ride, uh, but I watched the opening ceremony. And I remember just sort of one dignitary after another. And I remember the excitement and the festival-like atmosphere and um, you know, most organizations in the nonprofit space never have the funding or the backing or the opportunity to start something big. And as one of our board members, Cindy Hilsheimer, always says, she says, our goal was to start big and get bigger. And they did that. And it was clear from that first year that they wanted to go big. And they sure did. You sure did. And so in you came in November of 2014. So obviously that was after the ride. So your first time riding was 2015. And what was that like? And it, I know it's hard to just put into words, but let's, but you probably get to practice that more than most people. It's hard to describe. I mean, I think just as Tom told you early on that he wanted to create something more than a bike ride, a community, it's easy to say those things. Right. It's hard to describe to somebody who hasn't experienced it what it actually feels like. And so I felt like I had read everything. I was at the first opening ceremony. I felt like I had talked to so many riders and Peloton leaders and captains who had all talked about whether it was their favorite part of the ride or their most emotional or impactful experience during the ride weekend. But until I got on the bike and until I was surrounded by thousands of people and, and truly until I rode into Granville, I don't think I got it. And it wasn't until I literally had tears coming down my face riding into Granville. And just so people know, the whole town of Granville shows up. Hundreds of people are lying in the streets with signs and cowbells and cheering us on. And it's yeah. And and for me, I mean, look, it was it it was an exhausting experience leading up to the ride. Right. So we're working hard for the summer. And then you wake up on Saturday morning after a huge opening ceremony and you say, wow, now I got to go ride a hundred miles. <laughs> and so by the time I got to Granville at mile 62 or whatever it might be, you know, I was feeling it. I was exhausted. And to see families and kids and people saying thank you and, and holding signs and ringing cowbells and bands playing. And it was overwhelming, both as someone who works with Pelotonia, but also as a cancer survivor just to see a community come out on a Saturday to stand for hours and hours and hours cheering people on. It was, um, 
it was very moving emotionally, but also very inspiring. So why do you think that is, that Peloton has captured the imagination of, of Central Ohio and beyond, that thousands of people show up, that, you're, it's, that you have 8,500 riders, 3,000 volunteers? What is it about Pelotonia that, that brings that out in people? Well, I think this is a special place, and we can talk more about those characteristics. I think, unfortunately, we're dealing with a disease that touches everybody. And yeah, so I'm, people are whether it's personally or in their family or their community, everybody knows somebody who's been diagnosed. And most likely, everybody knows somebody who's been treated at the James. And so hearing story after story after story of people who've received incredible care and state-of-the-art therapy at the James really drives them to want to help and make sure that others have access to, to similar opportunities in the future. So I think, unfortunately, we're dealing with a pervasive disease that touches everybody's life. I think one of the things that has made Pelotonia remarkably successful is the community engagement, not just participation, but the way that the brand has become so culturally relevant and the way that it's opened doors for people to take a seemingly negative experience, whether it's their own cancer journey or someone they love or know and turn it into something positive. And I think all of us are seeking in our lives to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And Pelotonia, I think, came along at a perfect time and captured the... In the midst of a terrible recession. Totally. Totally. Where <laughs> right? people yeah. are, were right. losing yeah. hope and, and um, frustrated and, and you name it, and yet said, wait a minute, we can do something as a community about something that impacts all of us. And it sounds outlandish and it sounds audacious, but look what's happened. Um, and I think, again, I think it's human nature for all of us to want to seek some bigger impact. And when we come together, we can do that. I think you're right that people want to be connected to a bigger community. They want to do something good. And particularly these days, it seems like the world's a little tougher, meaner place. And Pelotonia is sort of like this oasis where everyone is just there together for this one cause. And everyone is just so determined and dedicated and friendly and helpful. And Totally. Yeah, so. I mean, we see it all the time. We, we Even in our daily lives outside of Pelotonia, you know, uh, we talk a lot about this at our office. You, you know, people say we're, we're more connected than ever because of social media. But all the statistics no, show yeah, we're more yeah, isolated right, than yeah. ever. And so the excitement of bringing people together physically in a place, whether it be a training ride in June or whether it be the weekend in August or whether it be a celebration or a lemonade stand or any number of activities that take place throughout the spring and summer, you know, people want to, they want to interact and they want to connect and they want to say, we're doing something together. And ultimately when that leads to people's lives being saved, you know, that combination is pretty powerful. I think that's a great point, and I think that's one of the genius things of Peloton is the creation of Pelotons or teams in companies or neighborhoods or families. Because when it was first started, I was at the dispatch, and we created a team, and I met people who I never would have met before. We went on rides and talked and got to know each other, and that's happening all over Central Ohio and beyond. You go to New Albany on a Saturday or Tuesday evening, and there's 200 people out for rides and all these different teams. and. It's just and, and most of those people would tell you that they had not ridden a bike yeah. prior to Pelotonia. Right. So the barrier to entry, 
on the one hand is really high, right? You've got to have a bike and you've got to be comfortable riding the bike. But the community has come together to remove that barrier for so many people by saying, no, just come train with us. We'll teach you. We won't drop you. We'll stay with you. We'll teach you the rules of the road. We'll, you know, that's really special because not everybody is prepared to go ride on the road, you know, on day one. Um, And the way that many in this community have have embraced sort of newcomers um, is pretty special. That's a great point. And we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with Doug. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the impact of Pelotonia and some of the research here at the James. And we're going to also talk about Pull, something that started this year and some of the new things that they have planned. A revolution in lung cancer treatment is happening at the James. We're proving lung cancer isn't solely defined by location and stage, but rather the individual molecules and genes that drive it. Simply put, there is no routine lung cancer. That's why our world-renowned specialists put their expertise towards treating one particular lung cancer, yours. At The James, we go beyond the routine to prevent, detect, treat, and cure your lung cancer. To learn more, call 1-800-293-5066. We're back with Doug Ullman, the president and CEO of Pelotonia, and we're talking about the impact of Pelotonia on the community here at the James and, and the biggest impact or one of the biggest impacts is on research. It's, it's been a, a $184 million that you've raised for research at the James. So sort of tell us a little bit about that of, of how you decide, decide or help the James decide where the money goes and, and what it's been used for. Well, as you know, we're super fortunate to have a 100% giving model whereby – companies and individuals underwrite all of the overhead and operational expense of Pelotonia so that 100% of every dollar our riders raise goes directly to research. And as you said, it's been $184 million, which is astounding. That's that's one of the unique things about Pelotonia that I think has also contributed to your growth. Absolutely. That that 100% goes to research. Huge motivator for donors who are approached by any number of causes and who, you know, our riders and participants and volunteers can say, listen, 100%, whether you give a dollar or $100 or anywhere in between, is going directly to research. Yeah, it's a huge point for me when I when I ask my family and friends to donate to me to be able to tell them every dollar you give to me through Pelotonia is going to research at the James and saving lives now. Absolutely. Another little known fact is that researchers who apply for Pelotonia funding also have to participate as either riders, right. virtual riders, right. or volunteers. And so historically in the cancer community there was sort of this dynamic where the community was asked to go raise money and told, oh, yeah, it's going to go to that building over there for research. And one of the great things about Pelotonia is that it's the community and the researchers doing this together. So you might ride next to a researcher, you might be on a training ride, and you know that they're raising money too, that they're participating in the same way that we all are. And I think that's really, really beneficial uh, and has helped build the community. Yeah, and it's connected the researchers with the community and vice versa and inspires both sides to Absolutely. keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the dedication of these researchers, they are rock stars, and we want to make sure that we always tell their stories and support them in any way. And the research that this community has enabled um, has been overwhelming. I mean, whether it's funding hundreds, literally hundreds of young scientists who may not have ever gotten into the field of cancer research had they not gotten a Pelotonia Fellowship Grant. Or whether it's funding 
nearly 100 idea grants, which are sort of high-risk, high-reward projects that could be breakthroughs. And in fact, we've seen several breakthroughs through the idea grants program that have saved tens of thousands of lives uh, already in a short period of time, um, or whether it's the new digital pathology focus that we've had here over the last few years, where we were able to bring in one of the world's best experts and now digitize a process that has been so manual and so fraught with delays and mistakes over time uh, to be sort of the world's leading digital pathology center right here at the James. So Peloton has helped, Peloton funding has helped the James become a world leader in digital pathology. What exactly is that? And how does that help researchers and, and, and treatment? Yeah, so if you think about pathology, historically pathology is a very manual process looking where at slides, you're looking at slides right? yeah. of tissue or fluid or, or something that's been removed from someone's body. And you're trying cancer, to cancer cells in this case here. Yeah. Well, James, or yeah. Where, at the, yes. And, and you're trying to determine one, is it cancer? Is it benign? And if it is cancer, what type of cancer is this? And how would we treat it based on the pathology of this tumor or, or this disease? And Oftentimes, you hear patients say, well, I want to get a second opinion. Well, a second opinion would require slides being sent to another location to have another individual look under a microscope at those slides. Digital pathology takes those slides and digitizes them all so that, one, they can be shared very easily among pathologists, and two, they can be looked at very quickly, and a determination can be made very quickly as to what that what that slide is or what that illness is. Um, the other thing it does is it allows us to aggregate thousands of different slides and look for patterns. And so we're building a massive database. I think at the James, they're going back to 2011 and taking all the slides and digitizing them all so that the next time somebody with a certain type of colon cancer is diagnosed, they can look back at everybody else who's had that exact same diagnosis to make sure it matches. And then they can understand what that person was treated with and how best to treat the patient who's newly diagnosed. So it's a huge undertaking, but a couple million dollars of Pelotonia funding made that possible. And that's something you don't hear a lot about, but it's changing people's lives because someone today had surgery and their slides were sent to pathology. And instead of going through the old process, they were digitized and that person probably got their diagnosis a lot quicker. And as a cancer survivor, we know that that waiting, that period of waiting right. is one of the hardest periods you could go through. And so we're not only improving quality of life, but we're also improving the outcomes for patients. So one of the big things you did this year was pull, which I don't know what it stands for, but <laughs> but it's this really cool fundraising tool where people, when they every time they ride their bike or walk, uh, you you turn on the app and you raise money per mile. So tell us a little bit about where you got the idea for pull and and how it works. Yeah, we're really excited about pull. It's P U L L L, and so the third L is really symbolic of trying to get one more person. One more okay. person to download it, one more person to join this movement and be a of part of this organization. Together. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So as you know in in riding terminology, when you're when you're pulling, you're exerting a lot of effort and helping people come along with you. Um, so we're super excited. I mean the the notion of pull really came from this idea that there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who for whatever reason may never be able to be in Columbus, Ohio in August. 
They just right. don't live nearby. They can't make it. It's just not possible. Well, how can we engage those people? We know they care about this disease. We know that when they hear about the 100% model, they're motivated. And we know they care also about prevention and wellness and they're exercising. So how could we take an activity like walking or running or riding or whatever it might be and allow people just by doing that exercise to generate money for cancer research and more importantly, to feel like they're part of the community? a bigger community of people rallying together to make an impact. Um, and so that's where the idea came from. And we're excited to launch it, uh, I guess, six months ago now. Um, we're learning a ton uh, from our users because we're getting great feedback every day on what works, what doesn't work. And in 2019, we're going to launch some new features. Uh, we're going to add some new capabilities like swimming and fitness uh, for classes for people that are either doing uh, CrossFit or other types of uh, fitness activities. And uh, the goal is to build a massive community of people all around the world who are raising money through peer-to-peer. -peer. They're getting boosts from their friends. They're uh, earning money from the pools that are reserved um, and ultimately making an enormous difference. So you have corporate or some type of sponsors who put up the money, the funds, so that when anyone runs or rides or now commutes, that's where that money comes from. And that, again, 100% goes to cancer research Absolutely. here at the James. Yeah, there's really three ways to raise money. One is these corporate dollars that are set aside. And so when you open the app, it'll say today's activity is sponsored by, and you'll see a, a logo and their generosity is, is incredible. Um, the second way is that we have some companies who are doing that just for their employees. So as part of their corporate health and wellness benefits, they get a special private link for their employees. Oh, and, okay. and, and they say, look, today is sponsored by your employer and, and you're able to exercise and earn money for cancer research. Uh, and the third is through peer-to-peer. -peer. So every time you finish an activity, you can share it by text or Facebook or Twitter or however you want to share it. And if your friends click with their finger and Apple Pay or Google Pay, they can add a dollar or three dollars or five dollars. But the idea is these micro donations. So if if we they were outside up, yeah. right now in the winter and it was snowing and after it I sent a note to my friends and said, Hey, I just I just walked or ran in the snow. Like, give me a boost. And uh, the idea is to engage more and more people and ultimately help improve people's lives by getting them to exercise more as well. Well, that's a great point. That's an intended consequence is getting people to exercise more because fitness and proper weight reduces your risk of cancer. So yeah, and we literally heard, pull can prevent cancer. Absolutely. <laughs> and we've heard that from people who ride in Pelotonia. We've heard from people who've said, you know what, I, I joined Pelotonia because I wanted to impact cancer research. But in that process, I lost 30 pounds. I right. feel better. I, I, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Well, why not give that opportunity to more, more people? And so, um, if, if, you know, we know that behavior change is hard. So if I tell someone, you should just go exercise more, that will have zero impact. But if that person thinks, you know what, if I exercise more, it's also going to benefit a cause I care about. And I'm going to be a part of a community of people who care about the same thing. Will that change that behavior or that motivation? We hope so. Um, and that's it, the goal. It worked on me because I, wa <laughs> I walked here today. Perfect. And put on my pull app. So I'm going to give you a boost uh, at the end. Oh, that, well... Well, thank you. I would say no, but, you know, it goes to Pelotonia exactly. so, and the James. So, yes, okay. And I think and, – and it's been great because I do a lot of cycling and walking. I think I raised roughly – $200 in 2018 for toward my Pelotonia fundraising minimum. It's awesome. It helps me reach my minimum. It adds $200. It, it, it's just no, it's definitely so many a, wins. It's definitely yeah. a tool for our riders, and it's also a tool for people who will never 
be here to ride for whatever reason. Um, so it's just helping us expand the community and broaden the community to take more meaningful action. Yeah. I'm, I've been telling family and friends all over the country who awesome. aren't going to be here that you got to download this app. So it's a great idea. What do you have new for 2019? <laughs> well, we're, uh, constantly trying to improve the experience and, um, it's, it's one of those things where we, we really are so beyond grateful to both the riders and the volunteers and the virtual riders and the vol- and the donors who make all of this possible. And so we're constantly trying to come up with new new ideas, whether it's new experiences during the weekend that improve uh, uh, the overall uh, uh, festivities or which, whether it's which things- you always keep secret until that weekend, though. We try to. <laughs> we try to keep them a little bit secret, but we want to try to keep it fresh for people mm-hmm. that have ridden every year, uh, as, as many have, um, but also keep it, uh, exciting for newcomers as well. And so that's a balance. Um, but the team that, that I have the pleasure of working with every day, um, always seems to sort of outdo themselves and come up with new ideas. So soon enough. So are you ready to announce any of these new ideas? To, the, um, to to our listeners, <laughs> not nothing specific other than I would say that we're really going to focus on technology um, and how to better implement technology during the ride. So whether that's, oh, that's whether that's finding people, whether that's navigating your experience, um, you know, technology as an organization for our organization is something we're really trying to to focus on, um, and then also really focusing on uh, both stewardship. And then also helping people engage more uh, of their family and friends in Pelotonia. So um, as an example, uh, you know, we love when we hear from our participants who say, you know what, I had 200 donors. Now, each of those donors may have given $5. Maybe they gave a dollar, maybe they gave 10, who knows. But that's 200 people who heard about the mission of Pelotonia and the work of the James. And that's really special. And so how can we provide more tools to communicate the impact of those dollars uh, for our participants? Because we know that that's what will ultimately inspire people to participate and to, and to donate is hearing about digital pathology, hearing about immunotherapy, hearing about the impact of the money uh, that has been raised thus far. And so we want to continue to do that in a big way. We'll try to help you do that. Thank you. I was going to ask you, and I prepared to ask you why you do this, why you're so passionate about that. And then I was looking back, doing a little Google searching. And when you first came here, I actually wrote an article about you coming here to be CEO of Pelotonia for the dispatch. And I think this quote kind of sums up why you do what you do. And, And here's your quote from November of 2014. You never stop worrying, Ullman said. Even all these years out, I still have regular screenings, and every time, two weeks before, my mood changes and I get antsy and nervous. You just never know. So that 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 cloud of cancer for not just you but friends and family and, and all over the world, I take it as what drives you. Absolutely. I mean, I'm 22 years out, um, and – I still think about it all the time. You know, we have a saying, you know, cancer may leave your body, but it never leaves your life. And the psychological impact or psychosocial impact of the disease is sort of everlasting in in a strange way. I mean, I have an appointment coming up in a couple of weeks. For your screenings? Yeah. 
and and you know it'll impact me in the days leading up to it and i will worry that if i have a headache or that if i have something going on that i'm tired that something else is at play when most likely it's not um but uh it's an interesting you know when you've been down this path it never it never really sort of leaves your mind so your your cancer journey beginning in college has has become your life's mission Absolutely. I never would have imagined that. Um, And I think the other thing that motivates me and all of us is that we hear too many stories of people who may not have gotten access to the best care. They may not have been at the James. They may not live in a place that allows them that privilege and that that opportunity. Um, And so you know, that's, that's unconscionable and unacceptable. And so if we can ride our bikes and we can raise money and we can save lives, not just here in central Ohio or not just in Ohio, but across the country through that activity and through this meaningful collective action, that's a powerful thing and we should do more of it. Okay. Well, thank you for all you do and good luck in your screenings in a couple of weeks and good luck in Pelotonia 2019. Thank you for being such a big part of the community. Oh, you you guys got me in the first year, so (laughs) I'll be back for my 11th ride. This podcast is brought to you by the Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center, Arthur G. James Cancer Hospital, and Richard J. Solov Research Institute. For more information, check out our website, cancer.osu.edu.